Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Infused Church online service this morning. What a difference a week makes. It's just uh, unbelievable to think that just last week we were with Pastor Steve and Sally McCracken and just an amazing time that we had that whole weekend with them. There was life imparted and the anointing of God's Holy Spirit was so good for us as a church. And then come Monday morning, wow, we had a number of people who started to test positive for COVID. Praise God, the symptoms have been mostly mild. Uh, a number of people also became unwell during the week. So I made the, uh, the decision to stop our physical service uh, for, the, uh, for the Sunday and just to simply go online. So here we are. And we want to thank you for joining us once more as we gather together under the banner of the name of Jesus. Jesus is so, so good. I want to thank all of those who've helped us as a church continue to connect together during the week. In particular, I want to thank Dean and Beck Coonan, also Steve and Gina Richardson, and there's some others as well who've delivered COVID care packages or simply did some shopping for families that were in need. If you or your family have any needs, please let us know so that we can try to do something to be able to help you and to meet those needs uh, in the meantime. Just email me, Pastor Gary at infusechurch.org.au or ring the church phone 0428-886-186 and we'll see what we can do. Can I encourage us all to hold on to the word of God this morning? John 14 verse 6 says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is, our, is the way to our, our, our loving God, the way to healing. He's the way to freedom. Jesus is the truth. His word is truth and, and his way is truth. Jesus is the life, the life that touches others, that contains everything that we need in life. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus this morning. Let's focus on Jesus. This morning, I want to thank Pastor David Hall for his message uh, to Infuse Church. Pastor David is the senior pastor of LifePoint Church, along with his wife, Pastor Donna Hall. Pastor David is the state president of the ACC here in South Australia, and that's what we are a part of as a church as well. And this morning, he brings the word of God into our homes and into our hearts. Please lean in, hear and see with the ears of the Holy Spirit and with the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that this morning you have an incredible time under the anointing of the Word of God as Pastor David brings the Word. So Father, I pray that the Word comes to us, it changes us, it ministers to us, and it brings life and wholeness. And I know that uh, you've been lit up to light up. I thought I'd get this in real early so that you, know, you don't miss it. And you've been transformed to bring transformation. Please remember, Jane and I, we love you. We are praying specifically for you and we'll try to do anything we can to help you connect and stay connected with the church. Pray you have a great, great morning this morning. Lean into God's word. It's gonna be a cracker. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Well, good morning, everybody at Infused Church. I understand that the Rona joined the church and uh, all of you are having a little bit of a, a weekend at home. And so I'm sorry we couldn't do this in person, but... We've got the next best thing. I'm with a, a bunch of our most faithful church members here at LifePoint Church and we have our Friday morning chapel service. So I told them that we're gathering today, but the message is for you guys. And so we are, we are just so blessed to come into your homes and I'm believing that God's still gonna speak. And so grab a pen and paper, grab a Bible. I'm believing God's gonna speak to people's hearts this morning. It's a 
privilege to be with you, Pastor Gary, Pastor Jane, the whole team there. We love you. We're excited for the future. We know God's hand uh, is working in this whole situation. So we are just so glad to be with you. Can we give them a big welcome, everybody? And, ah, there you go. See, I, I do have friends, not many, but a couple. They say if you have enough friends to carry your coffin out of the building, you're doing well anyway. So that's, uh, that's faith building. So if you have a Bible and... Uh, Let's go together to the book of Matthew. Book of Matthew. We'll have a look at Matthew chapter 8. I just really have felt led uh, to this passage the last few days and I feel like God wants to speak to us this morning. And it says this, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralysed and dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word for my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me, I say to this one, go and he goes. I say to another, come and he comes. And, and let me and to my servant, my, I, I've said this to our church a few times. My eyesight's getting a bit average, but I refuse to go to a bigger Bible font. I'm being stubborn. But now I find often a lot of the scripture I read looks like tongues. But he, he says, I, I say to this one, go, he goes. To another, come and he comes. And to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard it, I love this, he marvelled. Somebody say marvelled, marvelled. He, he, he marvelled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then verse 13 says, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Go your way, the way of faith. This is a, this is a powerful story. You've got a centurion who, who would have under his direct authority 120 of some of the best uh, the best men of battle in all of Italy, the Italian guard, he's, he's, a, he's a big deal. And he's a man with great authority, he's a man of great uh, impact for the kingdom of God. And, oh, well, sorry, for the kingdom of Rome, I should say. And, and, he, and he, he's a big deal. And he has a servant, his servant tormented possibly by the devil, but certainly by sickness, which ultimately sickness comes from the devil. And how many know we serve a miracle working God? And so in this, in this passage, we have a man that comes to Jesus and the Bible says his, his servant is tormented. And, and, and he comes to Christ, he comes to Jesus in faith and a simple thing gets said. The Bible says Jesus marvelled at his faith. Now, I think of the woman with the issue of blood. She gets, she gets healed of, uh, of, of, a, of a sickness that's been 12 years, suffered many things at the hands of many physicians. And the Bible says she was healed. And, and it's interesting to me that, well, she, she had faith, but she needed to touch him. And, and Jairus needed Jesus to come to his daughter's house. But here, uh, this guy gets the miracle, but it's, it's, it's in a whole new it's in a whole new methodology 
of operating in the power of God. And Jesus looks at his faith and says, uh, he, he says to him, he, he says, uh, I'm marvelling. He says, assuredly, I say to you, I haven't seen faith like this. And, and so I, I, I spent time studying this passage and I thought, there's so many, there's so many different Moments in Scripture where faith got the miracle, and I've talked about them just now. The woman that shed blood, Jairus, and Bartimaeus screams out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. So, so faith comes in different forms, and, and, and there's, there's different ways that we can operate in faith. But this man operated in faith that caused Jesus to go, whoa. What was different about his faith? I see a few things here in this passage. I'd love you to... Go with me and have, have a look. The first, the first hallmark of this centurion's faith was honour. And it was interesting that it wasn't honour only for Jesus and for God, but it was also honour for the fact that he had a servant that was in a, in a, in a situation needing a breakthrough. I, as a pastor... You know, we, 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 we have people that in their desire to serve God, they're willing to come alongside and serve a vision. And often honour gets preached that the people serving need to honour the man of God. But I, I, I believe honour in its true biblical place is completely 360. It's, it's not just, you know, the, the staff will honour the senior pastor. It's the senior pastor will honour the staff. And, and, and it's not that the staff will dishonour the senior pastor and look after those around him, but not, re, not really honour those that walk side by side or those serving in a life group or those serving in different areas in church. Honour is 360. We honour God. We honour our leaders. We honour our civic authorities. We honour those who we serve. But I love that this man, he, he comes to Jesus and he's, he's showing honour for his servant, but also honour for Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew 4 that everywhere Jesus went, a multitude followed him needing a miracle. And I love this centurion. He had an understanding that his life was pretty busy. So he says, my life's pretty busy. Uh, Jesus' life is hectic. And so I'm going to make this easy. I don't need your time. I don't need you to come in and spend an hour with me. I don't need you to, to, to sit in my house while I feed you some linguine. I, I, I don't need those things. I just need one word from heaven. And, and, I, and I know if you can just release that anointing, my servant's going to get healed. I don't need the visitation. I need the anointing. You know, sometimes I feel like people would rather the visit than the anointing. I don't mind doing both. I like the visit because I get fed at a pastoral visit. So I like a good pastoral visit. I want to just say, some people might think that I carry a couple of extra kilos. I'll tell you whose fault that is. It's the faithful members of Life Point Church that say, would you come over and see me? I'm saying, yes, I would, but I don't need to eat anything. One, one lady at our church, a four course meal. I mean, a four course meal. I didn't walk out of that house, brothers and sisters. I rolled out of that house. <laughs> but, 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 but when it comes to honour, I'm just looking around the room right now and, and uh, we've got some faithful people in our room right now as I'm, as I'm talking to you. And I think one of our pastors, Pastor Phil, you know, he, he, we've known each other 20 plus years. We did Bible college together. Now, if, if I let friendship get in the way of me honouring the gift of God on him, there's so much that's on him that I might not be able to receive if I don't have a heart 
towards Him of honour that b- believes that what's on Him in the Spirit of God has power to impact my life. You, you think about Jesus, he, he's, he's preaching the Word, He's moving in miracles and they say, where did He get this power? Who does He think He is? There, there was a lack of honour, there was a familiarity, but, but what, what it actually bred was unbelief. When we honour God, when we honour His Word, when we honour His anointing, when we honour His Spirit and say, hey, I don't, I, I'm not needing too much. I just need one touch of the power of God. I just need a little, a little little dab of anointing. Oh, I, I, you can hear them shouting in their houses, can't you? you, you one touch of the anointing of God is all he wanted. He, he, wasn't trying, he wasn't trying to hang out with Jesus. He just needed what was on Jesus. And, and, and he's, he, he, under, he understood. He understood the fact that not only was he under authority, but he was also a man who was in authority. And it was a a beautiful place where before God, he, he's basically saying, hey, I'm a man. I, I, I tell people, go, come, do this, do that. He said, but when I'm around you, I too am a man under authority. There's safety when we come under the authority of God, the authority of God's Word. In a world that's losing its mind, I, I want this book more than ever to be my, my, my guide, my authority. You know what I love about the Bible? I can, I can get around our staff and our team, we can have differences. I can get around our church, we can have differences over should we be, should we, the building look like this? Should, should the sound look sound like that? Should, should we be doing it this way or that way. And, and you can have a whole lot of ideas that are peripheral, but I love the fact that when you say that the Bible is the final authority, when you believe that it's infallible, that every word is breathed by God, uh, the beautiful thing about it is we actually have something that governs all of us and ultimately uh, unity flows out of that because we honour God, we honour His Word. He actually says, I elevate my Word above my name. Uh, that, that's, that's a significant statement because this book is our authority. Authority. And so when we, when we live under the authority of God's Word, there is safety in it. And that's why the devil does everything he can to undermine the authority of Scripture because he knows if he can get a world to mock the Word of God, if he can get a world to say, you know, pick and choose which bits you believe and which bits you don't believe, which bits are relevant in 2022, which bits aren't. Can I say this book is not just relevant in 22, this book is eternal. The Bible says the grass withers, the flower fades and the Word of God lasts forever. If you believe it, give God a big Amen. Let me hear all the way, I hear it all the way from Nan. He honoured his time. He knew Jesus was mobbed. But he had enough faith to say, you know what, I don't need your time. I don't want to put you out. I just need what's on you. I just need your anointing. His faith, there was honour. The second, he actually had faith that was unprecedented. And I'll explain that we're, we're a bit over that word <laughs> over the last three years. But he, there was no precedent for what he, certainly not in the New Testament, for what he was requesting of God. Matthew had already recorded in Matthew 4 that he had healed multitudes. He had healed thousands of people and they were following him. He knew that Jesus healed by his word. He knew creation happened 
from one word from God. What does it say all through Genesis? God said and what? He saw. God said and he saw. God said and he saw. God said. And, and, and that, that doesn't change. 2,000, well, 6,000 years later, God says he saw. If Jesus says it, it's going to happen. One word from God has creative power. And so he knew that. And so he says to Jesus, he says, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak a word and I know my servant will be healed. And Jesus went, whoa. Because he tapped into a dimension of faith. As I said before, many came to him in faith, but they didn't have faith that could unlock a miracle through a word over distance. This was, this was a, this centurion had such faith that he was capable of believing God for things that had never been seen or done before. And I just want to say this to us right now that as a church, both here in Modbury, and also in Mount Barker, faith, when you really kick into faith, you actually start believing for things that are unfamiliar, that you haven't seen happen before, <laughs> where the possibilities are out of the box. And <clears throat> there is such a level of faith you can get to where you believe God for things. And it's, 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 it's unprecedented. It's not been done before. It's uncommon. And I'm believing God for as our churches and in our city go forward in the things of God, I'm believing we'll see things that just haven't been done before where people go, no, nah, that, that doesn't happen before. Well, that's, that's fine, but we're operating at a whole centurion level of faith where we're believing God, where, where sicknesses just dissolve, where cancer goes, where, where lack and poverty go and blessing come in. That's, I don't wanna just have faith for today. I wanna have faith for a whole new future for our city, for our state, for the church, for the body of Christ. I believe the best is yet to come for the church in Australia, but I'm believing God that we'll tap into a higher dimension of faith, a faith that gets things happening outside of the box, a, a faith that's supernatural, a faith that's got God's hand on it in the name of Jesus. And, and that in, in, just, in just one moment, that man realised that I don't, need, I don't need to bother the master. I don't need to trouble the master. I mean, he was, Jesus was so gracious, but he tapped into that omnipresent power of God that the rest of the world weren't quite ready to embrace. They sort of thought, Jesus, you have to come to my house. The story of Jairus, we know that story. He's trying to get Jesus to his house before his daughter dies. You think about Lazarus when he died. Of course, we know the story. Jesus called him out of that grave. But what happened? The sisters were saying, if only you had come sooner. Never occurred to them. He could, he could have said, Lazarus, come forth from New Zealand. He could have said, Lazarus, come forth from, from, from Wyala. No, maybe not Wyala. <laughs> he could have said, Lazarus, come forth. <coughs> and he, he would have, Lazarus would have come forth whether Jesus was there or somewhere else. The centurion, he actually realised, you know what, if he can heal... By being in the house, he can probably heal where he is. And he tapped into a dimension of faith that hadn't been seen before. Is our faith predictable? I've got faith for things now that out of just years of habit, we see blessing. We see God do things. But I want to I see my faith increase to a point where I'm believing God for the stuff that hasn't been done before. 
I'm good at believing God. I'm not saying I'm not with any pride, but I'm good at believing God for the stuff that we've seen Him do before. I'm good at believing for finance. I'm good at believing for church growth. I'm good at believing God for opportunities and expansion. And, and you know, I've, I've been doing that for a while, but I want to I want to, I want to say, Lord, speak to me something wild. Speak to me something that, that, that our church has never done before. And, and let's see something happen for the glory of God. I, I think Peter, he, he, he did that one day. He steps out of that boat and walks on water. Well, that, that, that hadn't been done too frequently. You don't, Thaddeus never did it. I mean, Nathaniel never did it. Matthew didn't do it. it was too busy. Judas didn't do it. He was too busy robbing the, he stole his wallet while he was walking on water. <laughs> Thomas, well, he certainly didn't do it. But Peter, he had, a, he had an innovative faith that caused him to step out on a word from God. He knew what a word word from God can do. And number three, first thing we see, his faith had honour. Two, he had, he had faith that was unprecedented. And, and number three, I, I love this. Hope you do too. He tapped into God's amen. He tapped in to God's amen. The Bible says this in the book of, of Matthew chapter eight. So he said, just send a word and I know it'll happen. Jesus marveled. And the Bible says in uh, Matthew 8 verse 10, Assuredly, I say to you, I've not found so great faith, not even in Israel. That word assuredly. If you've got a King James, it may well say verily. Verily, I say to you, assuredly, I say to you. What's the original language for that word? It's amen. I love that he got an amen out of Jesus. I love that his faith was so powerful. Jesus went, Amen. I don't know. I don't want to. It's the Son of God, so I don't want to limit him to human faith. He, he operated in the God kind of faith. He was God. But you know, you know you're going good when you get an amen out of Jesus. I mean, if I was preaching one day and Jesus shouted amen, I'd be pumped. I'd have an altar call right there. And then if he says amen, we're on the right track. But he, said, he says amen. He said, I haven't seen faith like this. Doesn't mean he couldn't do it. It doesn't mean that Jesus in any way was like, oh, whoa, this guy's next level. I better step up. Jesus could have done all those things. You're talking about someone that turned water into wine. You're talking about a guy that could spit in dirt and make clay and, and turn it into eyeballs. You're talking about a, a God that would breathe into clay and form man out of nothing. So, so nothing's too big for God, but you've got to understand how does God operate? He operates through the parameters of faith. The bigger the faith, the bigger the things God will do. I say it to our church all the time here. These guys have all heard me say it, but I want you to hear me say it up in Mount Barker today. Faith puts no limitations on God and God puts no limitations on faith. And we, come on, if you believe it, give God a big amen. Now, here's the, here's the thing I wanna tell you. We're good at believing in God. We all believe in God. Everyone in this room, everyone at home, we all believe God can heal, God can bless, God might bless, God could bless. We know it's within His scope of ability, but faith doesn't just believe God can, faith believes He will. We've gotta go from simply believing in God to also believing God and seeing God do supernatural things in our heart and in our life in the Name of Jesus. He tapped into God's amen. All the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. They're a yes for Him, but it's our amen that unlocks it. But here you've got Jesus going amen. Amen, so be it, verily. What does amen mean? Let it be done. Well, so be it according to you. I haven't seen faith like this, but no worries. Then He says this. So His, his faith, 
unprecedented, laced in honour. His faith right here, you see him, you, you see him saying, you, you see him saying something so bold. God says, Amen. And the fourth thing, this is after Jesus marveled at his faith, but I love how Jesus then put it back on him. He said, Go your way. He had to, he, he had to take what he had said and then walk it out. So what does walking it out mean? Well, I don't exactly know how far he was from where he needed to be. But Jesus says, go your way. So, so he'd had this great moment. <laughs> he'd had this great moment. He had said, I too am a man under authority. I say, go and they go, come and they come. But you, I don't need anything. Just speak a word and I know my servant will be here. Just speak a word. Jesus is, amen. This is the best faith I've ever seen. Can you imagine? He would have walked on a high there. Jesus, go, go your way. Yes, your servant will be healed. He hadn't even been healed yet, you know. He, we, he, didn't, know, he didn't know if the guy was healed. He, there was no iPhone. There, was, there, 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 there wasn't even homing pigeons. There was, no, there, was no, there was no form of communication. But what, what do we know that happened? He started walking. The Bible says that his servant was healed that very hour. But he didn't know that until he got home. I wonder if that was me and I, I'd had this moment with Jesus and he's like, hey man, this is amazing. I've never seen such great faith and I'm on a high, you know. And then I'm an hour, an hour, 40 minutes walk going, you know what, maybe I should go back and get him. Because like, maybe, maybe that was dumb, Dave. What? You got a bit carried away. You got a, you got a little stirred up. You got a, you just, just a little bit, maybe just, those endorphins were flowing in the revival meeting and now you've left and now it's all going to fizzle out. And I love that he kept walking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if he turned back. No, nope, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep moving. And, and it's almost like as he walked it out, that's when the miracle started yeah. to happen. And he got home to a healed servant. And friends, I, I want to encourage you, this walk of faith, there's some unknowns. That walk home would have been, imagine the devil going, you're, you're a clown. What have you done? I saw him a man under authority. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but your servant's going to die. And just, just whinging in his ear. And he has to square his shoulders. No, nah, faith. See, see, here's the thing. We can all have our moment of faith, but then there's a moment where we step out in faith and we don't know exactly where it's going to land. We don't know. It's like Peter and John, they prayed for the man at Gate Beautiful. He said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. If he had stopped there and said, I need a keyboard player. <laughs> that was the end. He couldn't stop there. He had to reach out, lay hands on him, yeah. reach out and he picks him up. He, just, he goes all Smith Wigglesworth on him. He goes, get up. And the Bible says, as he reached down, that's when the miracle happened. Immediately his ankle bones and feet received strength. He released Holy Ghost power and natural strength came. Supernatural strength brought natural strength into his legs. And he stood. That's what faith does. Faith, that story was never going to end with Jesus going, it's all done. He's going he's gonna to wait. We'll get word. He had to do that lonely walk back. Trusting the word of God. Trusting the promise of Jesus. But not knowing fully until he saw the full manifestation of it. Faith believes that things are done before they're done. And we've got, there's things you actually got to get in your spirit by faith before you have the full manifestation of it. Everything I've had to fight for by faith has, I've known it's going to happen, but then you have that sick feeling. It's like, whoa. And, and we've seen it throughout the big decisions at church. Generally, I said, 
oh, I don't feel so good. Why is that? It's faith. <laughs> and you do that walk of faith. Sometimes it's the loneliest walk. You're by yourself going, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like God spoke to me. I feel like I have a word. I've just got, all I can do is walk. All I can do is stay true to the word and trust him. And church, I, I want to encourage up there in Mount Barker. We've got some significant things happening. We've got, we got some things that God's wanting to do. And they're, they're really for Pastor Gary to share with you and, and speak into. But my encouragement to you is we've got to get our word from God. And we've got to walk it out and believe that God's going to do something. Because I feel like God wants to touch our city for Jesus. I, I believe those Adelaide Hills, you've got to stop having earthquakes, by the way. It's freaking us out. But those Adelaide Hills, we, we need to see a move of God up there. I'm believing God that we'll see a Pentecostal church up there of thousands of people. And God's going to raise something up for the call and the destiny of God. And I just want you to know that we love you. And it's our honour to be with you and share this service today. But I want to pray for everyone up there in Mount Barker. Then I'll pray for everyone here as well. And we're going we're gonna to believe God for something. Why don't we all stand in your homes here, in, in your living rooms. If you're driving, don't stand. <laughs> Why don't we just lift our hands to the Lord. Father, in Jesus' Name, I just bless everybody at Infused Church. Lord, I pray for Pastor Gary, for Pastor Jane, for the team. Lord God, for sickness with COVID that's going through the church at the moment. We've been there. We got ravaged in January and February. And Lord, I just pray in the Name of Jesus, let no, let no one suffer. Lord, let no one be too sick. Lord God, I pray they get through it and everybody's well in the Name of Jesus. Lord, I speak increase to infuse church. I speak growth to infuse church. I speak the promises of God, which are yes and amen. Lord, would You come, let a fresh anointing and get on the house in the name of Jesus. And we call it done. We call it thus and we call it so in Jesus' Name. And all God's people said, Amen. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise if we can. See you soon.